You are listening to Life Stories with me, Natalie Miller-Snell. Throughout this series, you'll hear honest conversations with inspiring people. And I am so super excited and so very grateful for my guests who have been incredibly candid about their journeys. So sit back and prepare to be inspired. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited today for my guest. She is known as the Real Life Coach. She is a public speaker, a mentor, and has been in property development for over 20 years. She enables sports folk and business owners to gain clarity in their lives and work by operating under the slogan, It Starts With You. Please put your hands together for the fabulous Sam Adams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it, do it, do it. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. The sun is shining. I'm very well, thank you. I'm really good, really good. Doesn't it change how you feel though, having the sun out or feeling that sun kiss on your face as well? Isn't it magical? Oh, it is. There is something, yeah, all of that vitamin D is just yep. so good for the soul, isn't it? It's absolutely, yeah, I'm, I am a sun fan, hence why I have a home in Spain as well. So, um, yeah, because I just need the sun. <laughs> I, I hear you. Oh, well, property in Spain and, you know, and how your life started with property development. Let's, for everyone listening, well, I mean, I met you first, or perhaps I should explain that through Clubhouse, which is the new social platform that folk are using. It mm-hmm. came out last year, actually. I hadn't appreciated that. And as since, you know, well, it's just grown massively. I've joined your rooms, which are absolutely fabulous in the morning, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, the Real Life Club. And it's just lovely, genuine, authentic conversation and kind of an uplifting beat to it. You know, your mojo mindset on a Monday. So it was lovely to to have met you on in your room. And it's great to have you on the show as a result. So for everyone listening, let's learn a bit about Sam. Who are you? (laughs) Your journey to get to, you know, being a coach and mentor now from the property side. Uh, and a little bit about you. Yeah, who am I? Um, well, like you said, I'm a business owner. I've, I've had property, but I've not been in property development for 20 odd years. I've, I've been in property for over 20 years. I started off renovating stuff and um, yeah, just fixing up and flipping. And, and then I sort of went on to other property strategies and eventually then started to build a buy-to-let portfolio, which is kind of where my property journey is now and has been like that you know I stripped away a lot of the the uh, HMOs and stuff like that because it was just too much hassle so I sort of just created a nice neat portfolio of buy-to-lets that doesn't give me too much hassle Um, the years of you know knocking down walls and laying floors and stuff I did a lot of it myself so hands-on with my dad and um, also a friend of mine um, he's he's a builder so he used to help me do a lot of stuff so yeah that was the property business. Um, and I started mentoring and coaching really in property, um, mainly around strategies and how people get their first property and get on the, you know, start building a buy-to-let portfolio and some of the strategy strategies that you can do that don't, you know, take any money down and things like that. Um, but what I really realised about that was that um, I actually loved the, the personal development side of things with people rather than teaching the property strategies um so yeah I started to well I actually buggered off to Spain for quite a while and bought a couple of properties there and 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 then I started to do some coaching virtually from Spain which 
is, you know, which really sort of cemented my my initial th thoughts a few years ago that coaching was kind of what I really loved. Uh, and people is what I love. I love I love speaking as well. I love motivational speaking and yeah, helping people be as great as they actually, you know, actually are. Because sadly, a lot of us live behind this cloak, this mask and trying to show up and pretend to be something we're not in the hope that we'll be loved and liked even more. But um, and maybe that's just me talking about myself, which it probably is. Um, you know, we always often teach what we most need to learn. <clears throat> so the the coaching is, yeah, just I'm passionate about that and I'm passionate about speaking. So that's kind of like me on a business sense, I guess. Um, I've got a couple of podcasts and I speak on BBC Radio regularly, um, just general life coaching chit chat uh, and write in a few magazines and articles, you know, the Metro, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, and I'm a mum. I've got twin girls that are adopted. I've got a fur baby, a uh, dory dog, uh, based in Brighton most of the time, but chasing the sun all of the other time. <laughs> <If> the world allows. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, crikey. Yeah. Yesterday, wasn't it? We had a bit of release. I know. I know. Oh, it just lifts your soul, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. If people can meet. I know. Isn't that great? Oh, mm. uh, do you know what I've really enjoyed? Because yeah. the schools have been back open now for a, um, a few weeks. Just actually getting out and seeing some of the parents and doing the school run. I never thought I would say I enjoyed the school run as much as I do to have that interaction and to see people <laughs> rather than just being in this room. I mean, this is literally the level of interaction <laughs> I've had. <laughs> so I've loved it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. Desperate times, that sounds like, Natalie. Desperate times. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a few trips booked in to see folk actually over what April when we're more you know from the 12th of April I'm gonna get the hair cut yeah and then, you know yeah. get out and do it yeah my diary is looking stupid because everyone's going should we meet up should we meet up so it's different groups of friends and we're all meeting up and I'm just thinking I think my diary is a little bit full <laughs> it's yeah I literally when he did the announcement I, with family and like you say with friends booked in all of these barbecues yeah. and then we're kind of oh I'm not I'm not sure I've got the stamina anymore <laughs> no no we haven't but we'll we'll, but we're we'll so work it company and connection that we're booking it in anyway so let's just see how it goes absolutely well on on 2020 I know it was quite a difficult year for your good self and um, I'll leave it up to you in terms of how much you wish to share or and perhaps maybe focus on the the hows of of coming through it but there was a level of adversity you've been through and I think there's a it's incredibly inspiring to see how you've got to the other side of things and I wonder if there's anything you can share for folk listening in order to help them perhaps if they're in similar struggles or can move forward yeah sure no worries um look I don't mind sharing it I talk very openly about it <clears throat> um because a vulnerability is a strength and, and that's certainly not always been, uh, you know, my thought process. Um, I grew up in a, a household that we didn't really share our emotions. We didn't show tears or, or affection or anything like that. So I, I kind of held back a lot of tears for a long time. Um, and I wasn't really comfortable in my own skin around who I was, you know, it just, yeah, I think a lot of that played its part in what I actually ended up in me sort of, I didn't have a breakdown, but I certainly was in a very dark place. Um, you know, my marriage broke down, my dog died and my dad died all in a very, you know, short space of time. Um, and I think there's a, 
I can't remember, there's a psychologist that talks about, you know, how much adults can deal with. And if you have three sort of life changing things in succession, you know, back to back, then yeah, most humans are gonna really, really struggle. And, you know, when my marriage broke down, I wasn't, wasn't in a good place. Um, I was very low, um, but actually when my dog died, I, that was when I hit rock bottom. Um, my, I knew my dad was about, you know, not long, far off dying. He had cancer um, and then it had spread and he'd broken his hip. And um, so I knew my dad was probably going to die within the next few weeks um, of my dog dying. So, the, you know, like my dog's death came out of the blue, really. He, he was only 10, so he wasn't really, wasn't his time as far as I was concerned. Um, yeah. and you know if anyone's got a fur baby you know and you're mad about dogs you, you, they'll get it I know not everyone gets it but I think because I was I felt like I was doing okay but actually just you know Teddy dying just really set me back and just brought back a lot of pain from the my you know marriage breakdown and I was still having to deal with that and and uh, all of the bits that that brings and yeah I felt very low I felt very suicidal um I planned to take my own life, um, you know, the letters and everything, hoarded all the, the drugs that I needed. So, yeah, it was a very dark time. But, you know, I'm through all of that now. My dad did sadly pass away. Um, and, and that was incredibly sad. But actually, none of the suicidal thoughts came back when, when he did pass away. Um, and I had to, you know, the last couple of years has been a, a real... Me, it's been about me taking responsibility, I guess. And that's probably maybe if the people could take that away from today, um, that was that, you know, from listening to this podcast, then that would make me very happy because that's probably the difference that has, that has been for me that I just, despite what I might think about the marriage breakdown and all the things that have happened in my life, you know, facing myself eyeball to eyeball in the mirror and peeling back all of those layers of, you know, who I really was at the core, what I really stood for, what I really valued, and accepting myself, warts and all, and taking responsibility for it all, which is what It Starts With You is all about, um, was the difference. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. I say that to anyone, you know, clients, whatever. It's not easy to take responsibility for it all. Um, who wants to do that? Yeah. <laughs> You know, do you know, I want to blame someone else. It's your <laughs> fault. <laughs> you know, you're a bitch. You're a this, you're a that. The government yeah. establishment, you know, anyone, your brother, your sister, your mother, your partner, whatever. It's easy to do, right? It's easy to blame other people for how you're feeling. But feelings come from thoughts. It doesn't come from people and it doesn't come from things. We think it's the experience of the outside world that makes us feel things, but it's our thoughts. Um, and I took responsibility for that. I... I did some work, put a lot of personal development around that. Um, and by doing that, kind of just put me in the jump seat, put me in the driving seat. Because, you know, if you can take responsibility from that and understand that it all just comes from within, from your own thoughts, then actually nobody can make you feel any anything you don't want to feel. And that's what I did, basically. I just took responsibility. It wasn't an overnight thing. It's taken a process, a lot of learning, a lot of reading, some studying, and it's been the difference. Like I always just say, it starts with you. And, and I just bring it back to that. If something's pissing me off or someone, I take it back to that responsibility. Um, can I change it? 
if I can change it, if I can't, then I have to let it go. It's about controlling the controllables. And we, we do spend a lot of our time as human beings wasting our energy and our thought processes on things that we can't change, that we can't have a, any impact over. The only thing that we can have impact over is ourselves. Uh, when it boils down to it, that, and when it's all said and done, that's it, you. And I work with all sorts of people, a lot of sports people. I'm massively into my sports. And I'm lucky enough to work with some amazing people, um, you know, Team GB athletes, footballers, and all of the like. But even for them, you know, for everyone, it, it, high achievers, whoever I work with, it just comes down to you being the real you and being brave enough and learning to be self-aware and evaluate who you are as a person and then having the balls to show up as that person day in, day out. You know, half the battle of life is showing up. Half the battle of success is showing up because so many people don't. And the easiest thing to do in the world that takes zero effort is to be yourself. Yet so many of us use a lot of energy, expend a lot of energy and a lot of thought trying to be something we're not. And then we wonder why we're not happy with our relationship or the friendship group we've got or the business that we've got. Um, you know, if you can't truly know, you know, who you are, how can you ever really know what you want out of life? Um, and that's the real bit of work that I've had to do. And it's, it's a fair chunk of work that I do with people that I work with. Yeah. But you know what, Sam, I mean, it's, thank you so much for sharing that because it's quite a powerful story and it's quite an inspiring story as well in terms of, how you can overcome adversity and you know from quite a challenging and, and terrible time so thank you so much for sharing mm. I echo everything that you've said I mean it's Stephen Covey isn't it in terms of that circle of control yeah. what, you know what you were just talking about what we can control what we can influence and then the rest just mm. forget about it yeah you know look at what we can do and going back to your your, your point on the thoughts as well we react because we're telling ourselves to react. Now, whether that's to do with what we believe is our belief system or that we feel someone's hurt us or we feel wronged or we feel judged, we can change that ourselves. Um, I, I love it. It starts with you because I've literally got that written on my page here to ask you about. And I circled it, as you said, taking responsibility. <laughs> it starts with you. So, I mean, your narrative, everything about you, you've really found yourself almost at, you know at a core level and you're walking the talk um you were just touching on it on the end of what you were saying there for anybody who is struggling perhaps to find who they are mm. how do they go about doing that yeah it's like I said before it, it's not an easy thing to do um because I, I would have said you know oh yeah I, I know who I am before all of this happened but did I really? No, because I think, like I said, the easiest person to lie to is yourself. Uh, we all kid ourselves, right? And we even hide things from ourselves that we know are really there, but we pretend they're really not. We all do it. And, and that's probably the first place to start is stop lying to yourself. Being, you know, because no one, no one can get in your head. No, no one can know your thoughts. So the first thing is to stop kidding yourself, to stop lying to yourself and start being brutally honest about really, you know, what you believe in, your values, what you stand for and against, uh, uh, and what you're feeling and what you're thinking. 
you know, because if you can't get honest with yourself, then you're, you're never going to get this in a game of life anyway. Because, you know, life is done inside out. Um, it's not the other way around. We tend to think it's the other way around where, you know, life happens and, and then it impacts us. And that's what makes us feel things on the inside. But life is inside out. So if you want to master yourself, then you have to be 100% honest with yourself first and foremost. So that, that, that's the first step. You know, I, I've always journaled, by the way. I've journaled for, not always, but for a long time. I used to think a lot of that stuff as a load of well, woo-woo. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I used to, to be fair to myself, I have scribbled away a, a long time. Um, and even if I think about my journals, even my journals weren't honest. Um, so it was about me committing to myself to rather than writing down facts about my day to actually just be freaking honest and like how are you feeling what hurts why does it hurt um who do you hate who do you love who's pissed you off you know and some and just learning to be really honest and get it down on paper and that's that can be really cathartic you know our heads get full of thoughts we get stuck with so many thoughts and actually writing it out on a uh, on a journal or whatever you want to use there's like a mini mind dump or a brain dump and that's something I've done lots of times with people um because when we've got all of these thoughts going on in our head we've got this whole big scrambled mess and huge volume of thoughts and there's nowhere for it to go so it's about getting it out and putting it down on paper because what that does is and what I've learned is that actually that creates space it creates space for new thoughts to come along because thoughts are all coming and going all day long. You know, we have up to 120,000 thoughts a day. And we don't, obviously we don't intentionally consciously bring all of those to the fore, right? They're just strolling on by all day long. But if we are stuck with these negative ones and consumed um, by certain ones, they cause the volume of those just grows uh, just naturally. And what's happening is all these other thoughts that are floating on by and continually going in our through our minds, we don't see them because we're stuck with the volume of all of this negative stuff. So we have to get rid of that. We have to release that somehow to make way for new thoughts. And I've found a way to do that is, you know, like I said, two things really, be really honest with yourself, brutally honest with yourself and start journaling about yourself and your life and your energy, where you feel um, like I was, I do a thing called an energy audit. And oh. I think I heard, have you heard of that? No, I like it though. Go on. Yeah. And it's, and it's just, it's just literally what drains you of energy and what fills you. With okay. Okay. A nice and term it, for it. I like yeah. it. And you can just do that in your journal, right? And just look at the things in your life that are draining you. Now, some of them you might not, you know, some of them, yeah, you could biff off straight away one or two things you might not be able to get rid of you know there might be certain relatives that actually you might have to spend time with because they're your like first line relatives but how can you maybe not spend as much time with them how can you manage that better um and then look at the things that are filling you with energy and it's just an audit because you know energy is everything right everything is energy so it, it stands to you know stands you know that you really need to to look at where your energy is being consumed if you don't have energy, you've got, you've got nothing left, <laughs> nothing left to put into life, into yourself, into improving yourself. So you've got to see where you're being zapped of energy and where it's all going. Um, something that um, I've always done, but has become even more important is, is just moving my body. Um, it's always been massively important for me for mindset and managing 
uh, difficult situations, but <clears throat> I've used it more just because I know it helps me have that clear head. Um, and if you want to find out who you really are, then you need, you need a clear head. Um, and some people might find their way to do that is through, you know, yoga, meditation. Um, everyone's got a different thing, right? You know, my, mine is, is, is running and um, getting out on my bike. Like I probably never have more clearer thoughts than probably on my bike if I actually think about it, just the freedom. And um, so doing some of those things and doing them on a regular basis helps helped me strip back to me the most important thing like I said number one is honesty without that you're just wasting your time you'll never get there um and addressing some of the things that are draining you of this energy and start journaling about how you're feeling um and what's going on for you because what you can do by journaling it's such a great reflection tool yeah and reflection is so it seems like a little thing but by journaling you can actually go back and look and see if there's any patterns, see, you know, how you felt last month to this month and see, see what's gone well for you, what's not gone well for you, what can you improve on, what habits have you, are you curbing, what habits have you created and you start to see patterns in behaviour of who you are and how you're showing up and that's where the honesty kicks in again because you look at it and you're 100% honest with yourself and looking at that and thinking, is that who I want to be going forward from this today? And then you make a slight adjustment and you go again and then you look back and you go again and you reflect and or you get yourself a mentor or a coach or you have someone that helps you supports you with that journey those are probably the basics for me i love it honestly all of what you've just said well sings to my soul basically and really <laughs> resonates no it really does a couple of things that jumped out the woo woo expression <laughs> i've only ever heard that in your club uh, in your clubhouse room and it honestly it, it, oh, it i love it it really thrills me hearing it but i understand where you're coming from um it's that kind of more energetic talk isn't it and yeah you know, that, that um and but to your point we're all energetic beings i mean science tells us that we operate yeah. and vibrate at you know molecular yeah. atom levels um exactly. your three points honestly journal movement on the the journal inside powerful question you just raised how are you feeling now what popped into my mind straight away was roman kemp recently did um uh, a program on the tv i didn't actually watch it but it was around mental health for men and how more often than not we ask each other mm. how are you feeling but it's a real cursory kind of mm. pleasant way to do it we never really follow yeah. up and ask again no actually how are you feeling we just gloss over it and to your point yeah. about journaling and again you, you rightly say science there's evidence behind the fact that when we journal we're offloading and therefore we give ourselves memory capacity and if you give yourself the freedom to have that wild writing as you talked about yeah. where it's uncensored you're not filtering it you're really just putting it down how you are feeling that is so powerful and it's a really great beginning and will help you then move to the next step. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is really powerful. I mean, my darkest uh, point, um, you know, I did write a lot. There's a lot of scrambled mess in those journals and, <laughs> you know, only me could probably decipher it. But it's um, but it probably, you know, there's many aspects to what saved my life, I guess. But that's probably one of them. Oh, 
that was, uh, yeah warms warms my soul and I'm so pleased uh, well yeah I'm incredibly grateful but the fabulous tips honesty with yourself because are we often honest the journal <laughs> the energy paying attention to that what fills your cup what drains it of it it's so true what are the things that get in the way and the blockages and then movement yeah absolutely I think a lot of us felt a bit stuck last year and literally we didn't move so yeah. it's bringing that back in so we can all feel that freedom again and, and getting out and about. Um, it starts with you. You talked about your podcast earlier. Am I correct in understanding you have also another podcast coming out? Can you talk a bit about yeah, both of them? I mean, it starts with you. Yes, uh, it starts with you as kind of like a bit of a hobby, really. So that's sort of got all different kinds of people on it. But it is it's still ultimately about taking that responsibility uh, of self uh, and for for your journey through this life and your business or whatever it is that you're into um that podcast has got entrepreneurs on it it's got you know olympians on it it's got all sorts of people on it but ultimately <clears throat> um you know i am you know mostly into sports that's my love of my life really sport uh, apart from my kids and the dog of course but you know the, the sport, <laughs> is, sport is the love uh, and you know like I said I've worked with some great clients and I just thought you know I want to make another podcast um, and ultimately it's still a bit of a hobby because I get to speak to all the sports people all, all the time so I've just created the real life sports show um, which is out in, at the end of April um, and yeah it's just interviewing athletes and those who work in in um, in, in sport at a sort of a, a high level about their experience and what it takes for them either to be a coach or to work in the sports field or to be an athlete, whether that's track, pitch or or whatever. So yeah, that that's coming out at the end of next month. So that's yeah, much more related to my business really. Um but it starts with you will still run through the core of that because that's just the core of everything I do. Love it. Oh I'm definitely going to tune into that. Did you end of next month? So the end of April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And what else is coming up for you, Sam? What have you got on the horizon at the moment? What are you up to? Events? Well, you know, when we can get back out and speak to people <laughs> yeah. as well. What's coming up for you? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, no, I, I'm trying not to get too excited because last year was supposed to be a year of travel for me. And then, of course, I postponed that to this year and I'm not really sure how that's going to go this year. Oh. But my plan was to, you know, coach and speak as I travelled around the world. Um, so I have got plans to be in Bali and places this year, but I am a couple of things coming up. I've got a workshop that I'm running with, uh, Jan Mulefire, who is the, um, former CEO, no, former chairman of Microsoft. Um, and he coaches Olympians as well. And, um, yeah, we're going to run a workshop around awareness and identity. So that's coming up. Fantastic. I haven't got a date for that yet, but I think hopefully it'll be in April, beginning of May time. And then um, I've got a three-day deep dive, which is probably the only thing that I might get done this year in person <laughs> because, like I said, I want to travel and I, I'm really trying to prioritise that. So, um, yeah, I'm doing a three-day deep dive, which is, yeah, literally three days. A day. It's past, present and future. So we focus on each one for a day. Six people, that's all I take on that. It's just a small, intimate thing. And that really is ultimately... It's about you finding you and understanding who the real you is. And that's why we do the past, the present and the future. Um, and, and that's that's really, really good. It's deep. It's, the, it's for people that probably aren't quite ready for the one to one coaching, the deep style coaching. Um, 
and it's to come and have that experience of what it's like to, to work with me and the kind of stuff that we work on in, in the one-to-one. Um, and it's a great three days. So yeah, that I'll be doing that probably end of um, May, beginning of June time, I think. Fantastic. Um, but that's it, because like I say, I'm, I, I want to travel and, you know, my one-to-one coaching is always open, obviously, that, that, that that's my core sort of um, uh, service that I offer. But uh, yeah, I'm trying not to put on too much because like I want to get, get my wings. Get a bit out. Love it. Absolutely love it. Why not? When you, and particularly when you see the daylight today, it is, as we record this, it is stunning. I mean, I, I'm actually going to go out after this and, and read in the sun, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> So what is work orientated? Yeah, I had like 10 minutes in the garden. Yeah, I don't blame you. You got, you know, it's so good for us to be outside. You know, even so if it wasn't good. a sunny day, it's still amazingly it's, healthy yeah. and so great for our soul to be outside. But the fresh air. It's little things that make a big difference. For sure. Like sometimes we think, you know, when we when I have clients that are like overwhelmed, I'm like, well, are you really overwhelmed? You know, okay, take a break, go and have a 10-minute nap, go for a walk around the block. Actually, doing that when you're overwhelmed can make a massive difference. It's just, sometimes we overcomplicate things, don't we? We think it's gotta be this grand thing that we have to do to get out of overwhelm or overload. No, change your diary or get outside. <laughs> it's simple. And take a break. You're totally right. And you mentioned nap there. I'm actually a big advocate of naps. A 10 minute power nap yeah. can make all the difference. Literally walking away, <laughs> if you need to, just do it or walk, a walk, get yeah. the fresh air. Totally agree. Sam, this has been absolutely beautiful. Honestly, your your knowledge, your experience and, and, you know, what you share from a personal point of view is absolutely, well, I mean, it's very generous and it's also outstanding. Thank you very much. For To kind of close the show out, if you like, what advice would you give anybody? We're in a new year now. We've still got a few challenges in and around us, but for folk who want to move forward, what kind of one tip would you give them to, to perhaps seize opportunities or move forward in this year? Uh, I think for me, there's a, really try it really quickly, you know, prioritize your, your mental health and your mindset. That's what I always say. That's my one tip. It's like my pinned post on Twitter. Um, without your peace of mind, you, you know, your mindset in a good state, life is incredibly difficult. Everything is incredibly difficult. Relationships, you know, ev- absolutely everything. So what have you got to do to prioritize your mindset and your mental, you know, well-being? That probably is about getting outside, exercising, being completely honest with yourself, and journaling. Those those few little things will prioritize your mindset and your on your well-being. And a quote that I'll leave you with is: "We're living in an in our thinking, not the outside world." So that basically the message of that is that. You know, the mind works inside out. Life works best inside out. Understand that. Pay attention to your personal growth and your mindset. And when you can understand that you're living in, you know, um, I think in your thinking and not the outside world, which is a hard concept for a lot of people to get their head around. But when you can, and this is what I found through my own personal experience over the last couple of years, is that life is really freaking easy when you understand that, that yeah. you know, it means nobody can make you feel a way that you don't want to think or feel. And it just is really freeing. And powerful as well. Because yeah. when we know actually we can influence change and be at peace, 
from our own mind by action in ourselves it's quite a powerful revelation and then things slot into place because you're more open to things doors open you see things differently and you're able to react in a different way yeah absolutely and it's it's hard I find it hard to describe it because it just takes the pressure of living so you know I used to feel, feel a lot of weight on me a lot of weight always pushing always striving always under pressure always rushing and I, and I don't have that anymore. It's just like, like, you know, when I say when it's just so free and that's what I mean, it's just so liberating. Um, and I wish I could teach it to everyone because I want everyone to know what it feels like to feel, to live like that, to be okay being you, to live full out and just to feel, you know, liberated and free and that, yeah, everything's going to be okay. And then that I would tag on if you are struggling. I mean, this is great because you're getting your message out doing this now. And this is what's so wonderful about mm. podcast, clubhouse, all of this good stuff. But also mm. contact people. It doesn't have to be a coach. Yeah. You know, just connect with people because yeah. that is fundamental. We're a tribal species at heart and we really need that connection. It brings on all of those great, you know, chemicals that yeah. we have naturally. Uh, yeah totally absolutely sound and solid advice thank you so much for joining me sam this has been really delightful no thank you natalie i've really enjoyed it i love talking about me who doesn't (laughs) (laughs) brilliant we should do it again thank you so much you're welcome thank you so much And thanks everyone for listening. If you have any comments for either Sam or myself, please message us or tweet us with the hashtag life stories. This is the last in the mini series for now, but I will be back with more fantastic guests soon. And in the meantime, please tune in next week for another episode of Seize the Day and some coaching tips. Take care, look after yourself, keep well. You have been listening to Life Stories with me, Natalie Miller-Snell. For all information related to my guests, please check the show notes. And if you wish to continue the conversation with us, please hashtag Life Stories on all social channels. If you enjoyed this show, please pop over to seizetheday.simplecast.com where you'll find my other shows. If you're interested to know any more about coaching, please visit me at nmscoaching.co.uk where you'll also find details of the latest workshops I am running. Thank you so much for listening. 